0: And hey, we're back with another episode of the MDM podcast. I'm Joe Morales, and I'm my co-host Trevor Markowski. How you doing, Trevor? I'm doing good. How about you? Hey, I'm doing good. We had two baseball games today that you could dissect as if they were a football game. You had the Yankees lose to the Rays four to two, and then you had the Mets who almost wasted another good Jacob Degrom the start. They win five to three, and it, we'll start with the Yankees. And if you're a Yankee fan. It was as frustrating as a loss as you're going to have this year. You can start with the fact that they only had four hits, and Luke Voigt had one of them, which was a home run. And with injuries to DJ LeMayhew, Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, Luke Voigt's finding himself hitting second in this lineup, and and against lefties, he's hitting leadoff. So before we get to the, the disaster that was the Yankee loss tonight, Luke Voigt is one of the few bright spots tonight, and now he's hitting leadoff. 20 years ago, if a guy like Luke Voigt was, was hitting leadoff, the manager would be called crazy.
1: Yeah, he, he would be. It's a di- different game, you know, different generation now. It's it's all about home runs, strikeouts, launch angles. It's different than what it was 20 years ago, but you know, he, he, he's shining to invite. He's hot right now. Now, obviously, he's going to change in the lineup because is expected to come back Saturday, so it's only two more games. Actually, two more games now. But, yeah, he's, he's doing really well. Nine home runs is right near the American League uh, uh, title for home runs.
0: He's got nine. He has four in his last three games, and that's since De'Agell Mayhew's gotten hurt. So when De'Agell got hurt, me and you talked about how Glover Torres and Gary Sanchez had to step up. Gary Sanchez had to step up, but Luke Voigt has. And, so, like, again, since De'Agell got hurt, he's got four home runs in three games. So, yeah. he was the guy that needed to step up, and he's doing it. Yeah,
1: and he, and Torres is starting to uh, get into his form. He's batting up to 237 now.
0: Yeah, I was just about to say, he got his batting average up to around 240. He's hit, he got one hit tonight. He was one of the only four hits. But uh, Gary Sanchez, we'll, we'll talk about him later, still cannot seem to find any sort of success for the strike zone.
1: Yeah, it's becoming an issue now. I think. Um, Boone's kind of burying him in a lineup now too. He's putting Taufman ahead of him. He's putting
0: uh, Stratis and yeah, do, 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 do you blame him? I no. right right now with, with the with the three guys injured, he has he has to hit six, and he's he's a candidate to hit cleanup. But when this lineup is back and fully healthy, you know him down at eight is where he's going to be if he keeps hitting like this. He's still hitting one thirty two.
1: Yeah, it's obviously now when Judge comes back, it's going to help the lineup. There's no question about that.
0: Oh, 100%. But half, uh, tomorrow's the halfway point of the season. And in the halfway point of the season, is although Gary Sanchez, I think he's up to six home runs now. He's got six home runs, and he's hitting 137. He's done absolutely nothing in this lineup. And he's no better behind the plate either. No,
1: I agree. Now, to be fair, in this short season, it only takes three games, and your batting average jumps like 100 points.
0: Right, you but we go ha- ha- haven't 30- seen that yet. What, what are we going to see from Gary Sanchez?
1: Right, no, but I'm just saying, totally the same thing. He had a couple of two... Three or four good games, all of a sudden you say i going from 120 always oh, up to 250 all of a sudden now.
0: Yeah, that's a week's worth of, of uh, great at-bats. And that's why Glibert Torres is hitting fifth. And tomorrow, I think they're going up against Trevor Richards. He might be in the off spot. because, And we'll get into this after we talk about Garrett Cole, but Mike Ford has done absolutely nothing.
1: He uh, he hasn't, again, he's not a really average guy. He has come up with some big hits, though. I can't, can't
0: Off the that bench. Way. That's off the bench. When he's starting, he's, he's he's a 175 hitter when he's starting. Well, I don't think he's a starter. I think he's a bench guy. 100%. I completely agree with you there. But let's get to Garrett Cole. We'll get back to the offense a little later because they did nothing today. But Garrett Cole gets better and better with each start. Today he had six hits, and that's a few too many for him. But, you know, he struck out 10, his stuff was there. I have no complaints from Garrett Cole. No,
1: he had a couple you – know, was it his A game today? I don't – I would say no. But, like, we talked about it again, you know, the fight through the innings. You know, you weren't – you know, your stuff was just, you know, it was good. You know, I was is the best I've seen. But, you know, you were getting guys uh, – maybe you were missing a location a little bit, you know. But you were fighting through. So you gave the team a chance. The, the team was right there. You, you, two Two runs – that's fine by me. If you give me that every start, seven innings, two runs, I would take that for the rest of the year, you know. But like I said before, fighting through the innings, and he certainly did that today, you know. It wasn't, I think, his best stuff, but just a couple of, but still a tremendous outing.
0: While I was talking, the Vancouver Canucks scored, and I think it was a shorthanded goal.
1: I, I think I think Tyler Mott, shorthanded goal, man. I'm very happy.
0: Yeah, that's, that's good to see, especially a shorthanded goal. That's that's really good. But anyway, back to go Cole. Yeah, you know what? Give you give 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 me all he's got, if if I need to sign up for this a couple starts out of the year, totally okay with it. And did you see his reaction after coming out after this game? How mad he was at Aaron Moon?
1: I like it. I, like I, I love
0: it. it. It shows how how much of a competitor he is. He doesn't want to be taken out of a baseball games. I love that.
1: Yeah, and right now his EOA is two point seven five, which is good.
0: It keeps getting lower uh, and lower too.
1: Oh yeah, you know, especially in a season like this, you know, your EOA. You could up a run. It jumps like, you know, 100
0: points. Right. And, Boone, oh, di- and then we- Boone did a good job taking him out with the top of the order coming up. And with Zach Britton starting the next inning after he took Cole out, which I think it was the eighth inning. So Zach Britton started the eighth inning after getting it out in the seventh. He drops the ball covering for his base, and it go it goes downhill from there. He walks Brandon Lau, and after he walks Lau, I'm saying get, get Britton out of there. You know, next next batter is Jose Martinez, and he's a he's a known lefty killer.
1: Yeah, and I think it's a problem. You know, we're gonna say, well, you know, the Yankees lost tonight, and they're gonna say, the fans are gonna say, well, you know, what's the easy thing to blame? That drop ball right there. That's the that's the easy thing to blame. If as, as a fan, but I, don't know, I think it was a part of it why they lost. And would say, oh, the whole thing is on. You know, the guy dropped the ball. You know, obviously stuff could have. Even if they would have gotten that out, they still could have gotten runs. You don't know, but. I think it was a poor managing job by Aaron Boone after Putin uh, was getting tired.
0: Oh, yeah. So, yeah, when he, take, when he, th- when he didn't take Lau out, that's when I thought he came out. And even after Martinez, because he get, he gets Martinez out. And after him, you have Mike Br- uh, Brousso. I think I'm saying that right. He's the righty, and he's also known to hit lefties. And at this point, you have Adam Adovino, who's up and ready. Get him in the game there.
1: Yeah, I, I completely agree. And, you know, Britain. you know, obviously, you know, he went a little too far. It was a, it was a couple bad matchups. I'm not going comp- to say that, you know, he had a bad outing. I just think because it was unfortunate. Bad managing and a couple bad matchups, I think, is why he had a bad outing, in
0: my opinion. Right, and you mentioned how you don't want to blame it on Britain for the drop ball. That's one of the reasons why they lost. But another big reason. But it's not the whole reason. It's not. It's one of the reasons. But here's another one. The team had no hits with runners in scoring position. It went they went 0-7 for with runners in scoring position. And aside from the sixth inning, which was by far your best, uh, aside from the ninth inning, rather, but which was by far your best chance to drive in runs, you get Hicks and Void on base to start the inning. And even when Rochella drives in the run with a sack fly, it's a productive out. So I'd take that any day of the week with a with a productive out. Mike Ford strikes out looking. What's new? That guy can't buy a big hit right now. Always goes down looking at grounds out. gleiber Torres gets a single, and good for him starting to heat up like we said. And then finally, Gary Sanchez, who made yet another fielding error during that disastrous 7th inning or 8th inning, rather, hits uh, something. I don't know. What, a fly ball? A, I don't a chop, I don't know what it was. Back to the pitcher. And I probably could have hit that ball harder with one hand. So, disastrous 6th inning uh, for the Yankees. Yeah. The 8th <clears throat> inning, you know,
1: when you, you had the drop ball on the walk, you know, collectively it felt like, you know, this is it. This is how it all unravels. Right, And it felt like, you know this is the way it's going to go down, you're going to give up a couple of runs here, and then who knows if you can come back, and they did it in the end. The one bright spot for the pitching is, how about Lois Seager in a high-leverage situation, getting a getting clutch out?
0: He got, like, two... He got, what, he then not He got four outs?
1: Well, yeah, but Waterfall, when he came into the game, that was a pretty high-leverage situation. I mean, you know, you can't give up any more runs.
0: I guess the da- damage was done then. He, he might have had one yeah. guy on base, but dam- I, I, I know you like Lois Seager, but... Not gonna, it's it not gonna celebrate did.
1: him. No, but I mean that's a he did pitch well. I think his yeah. kid's getting better. I think, but every every time I see him,
0: right, and he looks to be uh, a, it's the bullpen arm now. It Looks to be the him in the rotation is done. They don't like him in the rotation anymore. Do do you see
1: him taking over? I'm not saying he should take over all of his uh, well, but you see him taking over Canley's role, some of it.
0: Um, if they don't go out and get a a bullpen arm, it's it's a possibility, but. I think they like Shy Green that spot a lot better.
1: Yeah, I, the one thing I would say about Laविस is that, you know, he's getting more consistent, you know, it's not one bad outing, one good outing which has been early in his career, you know, he's he's had yeah, you know, consistent ball penalties, and his velocity's been much better since he's been um since he was called up his first time ever in the major leagues, 97, 98, 99 sometimes
0: yeah he's he's got lights out stuff and I, I just think he's better in the bullpen. Yeah, They've given him a i think it's been two now, two years now he's been in the rotation. He hasn't been horrible, but he he hasn't been getting the job done. So a bullpen spot is definitely for him and is if he performs the way he does tonight where well, you got 5 outs, not 4 outs, you know, maybe a, a late innings role for the wise is in his future. And maybe it is maybe it is Canley's spot. I don't know.
1: Maybe, maybe it is, so right now the Yankees, you know, had to make a tough decision when Chapman came. They DFA'd Hale. You know, he wasn't pitching horrendously. You know, you know. So it, the bull, bullpen right now can't say that's the problem why they're losing the games.
0: No, right now it's the lack of clutch inning, and you saw it again in the ninth inning where they missing
1: Lemayhew right now. No, that, that's
0: not. what I was gonna say because you well, again you had no you had no hits at runs in position. That's DJ Lemayhew's job. But, but you know what? It also can't be acceptable. You can't have one guy who comes up and gets a hit with runners in more position. There has to be oh, a, no, no, a couple that, of guys.
1: I'm, I'm, that's not acceptable. No. Now, certainly, like we said before, when Judge comes back on Saturday, it's going to make it's gonna look a little different to the lineup, a little better. Uh-huh. It's going to help. Um, but, you know, Hicks had a nice hit.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Voight, you know, he, he's been on fire. I have no complaints with him. Right. It, the other guy that's been cold has been Urshela.
0: Yeah, I guess he didn't have a hit today, but he had the he had the sack fly, so at least he, for yeah. me, he's not swinging yeah, the bat too well. But he got the job done. He, he know, gets a pass for today.
1: Cold streaks are a part of every sport. You're gonna have him right. But in
0: in the um, uh, go ahead,
1: uh, Ford, you struck out three so times. You can't. Sanchez can't buy a hit. Torres is heating up. Mm-hmm. Gardner, uh, he, he, his average is no good right now. And, had a hit though. He didn't have a hit yet, and Frazier has, um, you know, Fraser, you know, obviously he, he eventually had to, he, he can't keep that performance like he was doing before, so eventually he had to cool off a little bit.
0: Right, and and I'm looking at the box score right now. Everyone except the Voight and Torres in this batting order left a runner on base, one or two batters, or even a three. So it was not a good team performance from a lineup standpoint. But if we can get to the ninth inning real quick, you get two guys on base to start. Then Brett Gardner hits a ball that I thought was getting down, but I think it was Ke- yeah, Kiermaier catches it in center. And then Miguel Andujar goes on, down on three pitches. People wonder why he's not starting games. He has no discipline at the plate. And then Dario Estrada goes down sway. So the lineup was not good today at all, except for Void.
1: Yeah, you know, is uh, struggling right now. It's only 21 at-bats, so small sample size.
0: And I, two, think, two. I think the move to left field has an effect on him. I
1: think just the moment I just think him being in AAA A and in major leagues back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I think that's a wear and tail on him too. I
0: I I guess, yeah, but he, he coming off the bench, who who would he come in for? I'm looking at the box right now. Talkman, that was another thing. I don't wanna be a Monday morning quarterback here, but Mike Talkman does very good against the lefties. And in this game, he came in as a pinch hitter for Frazier. he didn't get the job done. But the, with with Talkman hitting well over three hundred this year, and he's been known to get some big hits. You go with the the, the Miguel andahar who has been up and down, can't find playing time. That was a questionable decision. I wouldn't, I'm not going to say I didn't like it, but I, I did question Boone right there, why he took Talkman out. I
1: think because he thinks Sanduho is a better hero. That's his opinion. Right. Uh, the, my question is, what's Anduhor's role on this team? And we right. still I, don't, will...
0: I don't think he has a role. That's the problem.
1: No, we're talking about what are the Yankees going to do with him? And we still don't have an answer to that.
0: Right, and it's not—it's his future is not in left field. I can tell you that. I don't think his future is on the team. He's got to i don't know what they're going to do with him. And you could say the same for Fraser. Where, where are they going to trade these guys? Well,
1: uh, well, uh, you know, if you trade and do hard at Frazier, you're going to get a good—you think a good somebody. You well, why not? If
0: you want to go ahead and share your Mike Clevenger trade, you can go ahead. I,
1: I, know, I know you.
0: I know you have a a big Mike Clevenger trade. You want him to come to the Bronx.
1: Well I, well, I heard that the Indians want to trade
0: him. Yeah, the Indians are not happy with him and I would, It would not surprise me if both of them are gone by the deadline.
1: Well, let's just say if you trade Clevenger
0: mm-hmm.
1: to the Yankees, and they said Frazier and Duhar to the Indians for Clevenger. Would you accept that?
0: Mm, yes, I would.
1: I would accept that.
0: Too. I think they're going to ask for more, though. I think they're going to ask for a well, Carson or Debbie Garcia. Yeah. I think they're going to ask for one of the pitching prospects. That's what I think they're going to do. You're I don't gonna, think I don't think you're getting Mike Clevenger for cheap. Mike Clevenger, although he's a number two starter in Cleveland, is a top of the line rotation guy. You're not going to get him for I don't want to call him scrappy, but they're not starters on this team. And if 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 you know a guy named Jose Ramirez on the Cleveland Indians, and is not getting playing time over him.
1: No, no, I would think this Clevenger is a long shot. Right, I would think. I wouldn't think the Yankees are going to get him. If I depend on him right now, it's that the Yankees are not getting him. Right. But you know, we talked about this earlier. If you want to talk about guys who the Yankees could trade for, you know, the two guys I want—I don't—I don't want any major. I don't think the Yankees need any major trades. Would you agree with that?
0: Mm, the only major trade would be a bullpen arm. But I don't think it's like—I mean, I don't—I don't, no, I don't I think it's a priority to go out and get a big bullpen arm. Maybe just one or two to supplement it.
1: Well, I mean, you really just get a bullpen arm because Canley's
0: hurt. Yeah, you're only getting it for for a, someone who's a, on a one year deal and expiring contract. You don't have to give up a lot for.
1: So the two guys I was thinking is Brad Boxberger from the Marlins.
0: Mm-hmm. What
1: do you think about him?
0: Um, I I guess he's he's not he's not lights out, but he's not he's not all well, He pitched today in Miami. I'm gonna get the the box score, but go ahead.
1: Well, you know, oh, you're gonna get a small piece. I mean, the guy the guy's not lights out pitching. Really smooth, what right. We're Right. The other guy I like is how about another lefty in the bullpen, like a Tony Watson.
0: Yeah, I like him too. He's a veteran, but i I looked when you told me about this earlier. Me and Trevor were talking about this earlier. I went on Baseball Reference, took a look at his stats. He's been on the decline the past three or four years. So again, we're not looking for we're not looking for a lights out closer. But that was one thing I noticed that he's been going down in his career. He's getting up there in age. So at he's thirty six right now.
1: Oh, yeah. The other guy I would say, too, is, you know, the Yankees have always talked about him at the deadline getting him. Ian Kennedy.
0: That's a big contract. That's a huge contract. That
1: is a big contract. But wouldn't you agree, the Yankees have been talking about that for years now. Ian Kennedy's always been on their radar.
0: Yeah, I don't think they do that, though, because of the contract. No.
1: Well, the guy you were mentioning, a workman from the Red Sox, I like that. It's just the only thing I say it's is I can't remember the last Yankees and Red Sox made. That's a trade.
0: that's the big thing is the Yankees and Red Sox don't make trades. And number two, that's a guy. I don't think he's not a free agent at the end of the year. I I don't think he is. And you're gonna have to give up a little more than uh, a random double A pitcher to get him. You have to give up. I'm not gonna say a free agent or Randall, but that's gonna that's gonna cost you a prospect. No,
1: if you would go for Braxburg or Watson, I think it would be a nobody that you would get. Maybe just cash.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, they need a bullpen arm. And again, nothing needs to be—they don't need to be a crazy good reliever, but some depth in the bullpen could not hurt.
1: The other thing I'm, for the Yankees: what about if you trade for a starter and turn them into a longer reliever? What starter? Yeah, I'm not, not a king anybody
0: yet, but you know, maybe just a a, a small, you know. How habit. about here? Th- I'm not. I'm not saying I'm for this. The. In, Joe Madden's put Julio Teheran in this bullpen is it, is it someone like that you want to talk about like maybe him like that that's an experienced uh rotate uh, uh starter that's going to the bullpen now
1: yeah I we I, I mean, I had to give up a little bit more for him
0: right but that's that's why I like what you wrote about I like Watson, even though he's been going down but he's up there in age he's experienced and you're not going to give up a lot to get him
1: no, and all, all we're talking, all we're talking about is you know, just for the guy to be good, you know, not high level situation, five two game, you know, something like that. Just for him to come in and you know get a couple outs.
0: Yeah, that's true. the,
1: well. the main thing is to get another ball is to take the load off of the big guys.
0: Yeah, and either it's a bullpen arm, maybe it's Johnny Luizaga, maybe someone else in this bullpen turns around. I like what Luis Avilan's done this year. So if the Yankees are going to make a trade at the deadline, I don't think they go for a big pitcher like Clevenger, but it's going to be one of those smaller bullpen arms like a Watson, a Boxberger, or... A uh, veteran. Uh, Yeah, um, yeah, so a veteran, exactly, someone like that.
1: Hey, the other thing, too, is maybe maybe they give a youngster a shot. Like... Maybe they give a David Schmidt or Garcia or whatever they gave my King a shot, and that didn't turn out to be too good.
0: Yeah, but it's a, it's a possibility. They have a couple options they could do, dude.
1: Yeah, and like we said before, for the Yankees with the trade deadline this year, I don't think the
0: Yankees need to go out and make any major deals. No, they don't have to bring – I think the team, the team is pretty set right now. You're just talking about bringing in a couple of either depth bullpen arms or just maybe even a bench bat if you wanted to. Yeah, we're just being spoiled fans right now. Yeah, exactly. This team is really – you can make no trades. I wouldn't i wouldn't say a word. But if you're going to make a trade, that's what you're going to bring in.
1: Well, if you're talking about a bench bat or a, a bullpen, small bullpen guy, I'd rather go for the bullpen guy first. Me too.
0: Me too, 100%. But – Anyway, the Yankees dropped the first two games in a series where I needed them I, I wanted them to win two out of three and James Paxton's on the mound tomorrow. I'm not comfortable with him yet, even after his good start against Tampa Bay. So uh we'll see where that goes. You want anything else, anything else on the Yankees, Trevor?
1: I think the other thing is the Tampa guy is Trevor Richards. Trevor Richards, yeah. So I think it's easy to get a beat of this. Opener or the bulk guy, when one guy goes one, and that guy goes, really to
0: follow? Yeah. So
1: when all the rays issues all the twenty six guys.
0: Yeah, what the what the rays do? Nothing. Nothing surprised me with the rays. They might. Yeah. Well, this well,
1: year issue with the three battle well, You really can't use forty thousand guys. Yeah, but
0: they they might use all thirteen. Oh, uh, what is it? Fourteen of their pitchers now. I wouldn't surprise me. They use all. 14 that's of
1: nice. Guys? That's my way, my way. It's a nice bullpen, by the
0: way. Yeah, it really is. It, it's stacked. That Nick Anderson guy is so good.
1: Yes. And my Canucks to tell the poor ending to their first period. They're up two to one, though,
0: right? They're down two to one. Oh, I just turned it off to put on this uh, Maverick Clipper game, which looks to be over unless the Clippers go on some run. But that's what we got for the Yankees. Let's go over to the Mets, who, like we said earlier, won five to three. And Jay Up the Grom gave you his regular six innings, two runs, seven strikeouts. But again, gets little run support, but enough for him to work with, and uh, the team would hang on to get the win. But he wouldn't get the win. And this game starts in the 7th inning with Dom Smith, who who might be the best hitter on this team right now. He hits his ninth and 10th double in this game. His, he has 15 extra base hits out of 18 hits, which is ri- ridiculous. It blows my mind that out of 18 total hits, 15 of them are either home runs, doubles, or triples. 10 of them are doubles, and the other 5 are home runs or triples. Well, I'm
1: going to start with the ball first. Go ahead. I, Jerry Similia should be, just be cut from the team. He's awful.
0: <laughs> okay. Dylan
1: Batanzas, that looks like an awful signing.
0: He does not look like himself, dude. He This is not Dylan Batanzas we saw with the Yankees for and, all those years.
1: And if you remember, remember, I said right before the season started, you know, he's a big question mark. Says, I'm, I remember I said, I'm not, I'm not very, I'm not, I don't think he's going to be himself. I was very pessimistic about him. Okay. Uh, he did not look good. Now, Diaz, he did get four strikeouts, but, you know, he, he, he came in out of the bullpen, and, you know, he,
0: he gave up a walk. I gotta tell you, when they when Luis Rojas brought in Edwin Diaz with the bases loaded, I texted you this, but I I actually laughed out loud. I actually laughed out loud to the fact that this rookie manager was gonna bring in Edwin Diaz, who has proved time in and time out that he cannot handle the city and can, can't get a big out when he needs to. That he was gonna bring this guy in with the bases loaded, down a run. I, I laughed out loud. And he, and he didn't. He gave up a walk. He blew the lead and cost the Grom the win. I mean, it wasn't the worst thing that could happen, but I just this the the fact that he brought him in blew my mind.
1: Yeah, and the other thing too is the Grom couldn't go another inning. Ninety-one pitches. He couldn't go another inning.
0: I have no. idea. Yeah, he should have. He was on. He was doing great. I mean, hey, he hadn't even given him a run. And, I mean, and 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 one more thing, we'll talk about this in a second, but you knew Seth Luga wasn't available tonight if you're Luis Rojas because he's starting tomorrow, which is a whole other thing. We'll get into that in a few minutes. So you know your best reliever is not available tonight. Uh, well, yes. And, and as soon as the match brought in Jerry's family, the Marlins like, we got a chance now all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah, but you, you 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 know Lugo's not available. You had, you, like you said, you had the Grom at ninety-one pitches going into the seventh inning. Was it the seventh or eighth inning? I think he threw six. Yeah, so he was going into the seventh inning. You couldn't let the Grom go one more inning, so at least you didn't have to use Familia, Batanzas and Edwin Diaz in all these in, in all these innings. You couldn't go one more. You're right. Ninety-one pitches. The Grom should be well over hundred pitches, like Garrett Cole was tonight.
1: Yeah, and he, and he should be and. Another thing about not about the Mets is that you know, you know we were talking about these bad teams getting off to good starts, uh, and we were saying eventually they're going to correct themselves. Well, now all of a sudden the Marlins have lost five in the a down to nine to nine again. Five
0: hundred, yep. they
1: And Baltimore is all of a sudden lost four in the road, down to twelve
0: and twelve. Mm-hmm. And the you know, Toronto Blue Jays getting hot too. Randall Grichuk looks great. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah the Blue Jays still under five hundred though.
0: Yeah, but they, they've they looked a lot, lot better.
1: Yeah, one thing I would say is that you have the Orioles and the Marlins just starting to correct themselves. They're starting to. Uh, yeah, we
0: and we knew that would happen. These teams are not good. They're not going to hold on to what they were. No,
1: no. I I really think that the AL East is between the Yankees and the Rays.
0: No, oh, totally. Especially with the, maybe, Red, the Red Sox. Red Sox are what? They're down at 7 and. They're
1: 9.5 out. They're done.
0: Yeah, they're dead.
1: Toronto's, again, if Toronto gets hot, maybe.
0: Mm-hmm. They got a series against the Rays coming up. I don't think they're they're gonna correct themselves too.
1: Baltimore, no. Well, well, t- well tomorrow be Baltimore, so
0: right. But I think Toronto has a series against the Rays. They have a doubleheader with the Phillies tomorrow, and then a series down in the trop against the Rays. Yeah. So they're they're gonna drop a couple.
1: And right now, I'm just taking a best record. It's a tie. Right now, it's, it's actually, is with the Yankees and A's in the American League. And what the A's are playing right now, and they are
0: A's are up four nothing with the Diamondbacks.
1: Yeah, so let's say if
0: they're going hold a, on, so let's
1: say they would have the best record in the American League right now. Yankees would be second. Okay, and if you go by all the baseball, I think it goes Dodgers, then the Cubs, A's, and Yankees are all tied for second right now.
0: Yeah, and but what, but
1: the are oh no, the Dodgers are playing the Mariners. That's not really a real. Dodgers,
0: thing. Dodgers are losing the Mariners right now, five to three.
1: Yeah, but what, what it but beating up on the Mariners, they're not, they're not, they're not a real team either. They're more like a double A team.
0: Right, right. But back to the Mets. So we both agree, uh, Luis Rojas should have left Jacob Degrom on this game. But for the for the bullpen, you bring in Familia, who you said didn't look great. You have Dylan Betances, who does not look like himself. Uh, familiar. Like I said, passes prime. Edwin Diaz cannot close games. Justin Wilson's been productive, but but nothing like what he was last year. And Chase and Shreve is also an option. So with Seth Lugo going back to the bullpen, who is going to close games for this team? I think I think it's going to go back to Edwin Diaz.
1: I think and you know, I think the Mets really need bullpen help right now.
0: Obviously, yes.
1: They they really do. I, I I you know we talk about well you know the Yankees could use you know an extra ballpoint arm. The Mets could really use a bullpen arm too.
0: Right. Probably more. Oh, definitely more. Like you like you said, we're spoiled Yankee fans here. Listen to Christmas wish list.
1: But now, as a Met fan, the rotation so badly beat
0: mm-hmm.
1: up? Dad's injuries. Did they trade for Clevenger?
0: I was just gonna bring that up. Especially now, you you won three straight against the Marlins. You get one more, and then you have a series against the Yankees this week without Lemayhew, Stanton, and Judge for one game. If the Mets well, finish, still the
1: Mets, so you don't know no, You can still blow
0: it. Right, but let's let's just say this: the Mets win the game tomorrow they're, uh, against the Marlins. They sweep the series. They're thirteen four. Then you get two or three from the Yankees. You're five hundred. At five hundred, going into August twenty fourth. Go to August 24th, you're five hundred. You think the Mets make a big move like that?
1: Well, it depends. If the Vopons are still in charge, then it's a cheap no. It's
0: all but it's also Brody Van Wagen who might overpay for him.
1: When well, a palm is the owner, you know, you got an owner here, 40 uh, coupons, who buys his players for cheap, and it turned out to be no good.
0: Yeah, you're right. But it, now, it, if it, it was
1: different ownership, maybe, but you know, I think you know, maybe, maybe the owner makes a move because it's at the end of his reign, and not going really to matter anyway.
0: No, I can't see. It. I, 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 he's not going to open up the wall, the wallets for a Clevenger. It, well, it's, it's, it's just not going to happen.
1: 31st, they're not getting them, new, their not get then they knew the bids are due by August thirty first. No new owners coming in before that.
0: Yeah, but it, if, it, this the owner's recruit would never bring in a big guy like that.
1: No, but let's just say if they traded for Clevenger, who would you give up?
0: It would okay, so they would want, they would okay, they would definitely want that catching prospect, Francisco Alvarez, who did pretty well in rookie ball last year. I
1: yeah,
0: I I honestly couldn't tell you <laughs> what do the Mets have to offer.
1: Uh, I, I I'm gonna give you um I, I'm gonna give you three guys. Go. Once he be- becomes healthy, Peterson. Okay. I'll give you.
0: Ooh, that's getting tough, man. Like, there's nothing. Know. There's nothing here, unless you're gonna blow up on the farm system. There's nothing here. The Indians well, are gonna want. Catch- I think no. I think the Indians are gonna want major league talent back for in a clever well, trade.
1: Let's just say if you get Peterson, and a catching prospect, mm-hmm. and
0: I'll throw you in a curveball. Can it Conforto? Absolutely not. If i if I'm the Mets, I'm not doing that at all. That is way too much. Definitely not doing that. I, I don't know if I'm just being stingy, but that seems like way too much for me.
1: Well, uh, you, you're gonna have to give up the catching prospect. Can we call that? Yes,
0: These, the catching prospect are gonna go. I think you hit it on the head. Peterson would go, and I think you need one more person off the major league roster. I well, don't, don't know. I don't know who it would be. Maybe uh, I I couldn't tell you. How I'm, about
1: Dom Smith? Dom
0: Smith was this popped in my head. How about Dom Smith? Would are the Mets willing to give up Dom Smith right now? Like we said, he's the hottest hitter. And DH is coming to the National League. I I don't know if they'd be willing to give up Dom Smith from Mike Clevenger. If I'm the Mets, I'm certainly not doing it.
1: Now, what about if we we say, well, the Indians are going to give you back a fringe MLB outfielder?
0: Are you talking about Framiel Reyes?
1: Well, he's not really fringe. He's a good player.
0: Let me look at the Indians.
1: I'm going to look at the Indians roster right now. You mean, okay,
0: I'll give you a couple. Bradley Zimmer, Oscar Mercado. Uh, Mike Freeman. Those are some guys that pop off the top of my head. How about Jordan Loopla? Jordan Lupla, Loop, I okay, but, uh, but uh, that's not going to steal the deal for me from the Mets. I'm giving up a lot to get. I like Mike Clevenger, but I don't like Mike Did Clevenger you, that well, much to well, give how up. About how, about,
1: how about if they give you Domingo Santana as well? Mm,
0: I just don't. I don't think the if on the Mets, I'd do it, but I don't think the Indians would do that at that point. The Indians are going to give up Domingo Santana, who who when he when he's when he's on, he get forty home runs, and Mike Clevenger was potentially be the number one guy in any rotation for well, um, Peterson, well, Dom Smith, one and Francisco Alvarez. Well, what well, what about
1: what about if we say well not Clevenger, but we'll trade Zach Plesac?
0: I, I I would not give up that much for Zach Plesac. I well, maybe, I would stop at Peterson and Alvarez up, for but, Zach well, Plesac.
1: It's going to be a it's going to be not as expensive.
0: He won't be as expensive. That's where I would stop at Peterson and Alvarez for Plesac. Even that—that's a lot. I—I can't—I can't tell you what Zach Plesac can offer to the Mets right now. I, I don't have his stats in front of me. I but well, the, the other guy for the Indians—if we're
1: talking about their Clevenger trade—is—is is Greg Allen. He's always been considered to be a top
0: prospect. Yeah, but where's he going to play on the Mets? Well, I don't know the Mets. are a dumpster fire right now. I so. I, I, I agree with you. What does it doesn't make the trade right. Like, what are they going to do with them? You got to find places for these players. I. That's what I'm saying. The, with the Mets, there's just there's not a lot to offer. That one, the Indians would like, or two, that would create a massive hole on your major league team right now. That's why I don't think they're going to go after a Clevenger.
1: Now, besides Clevenger, I think he's getting traded. Is that fair enough to say?
0: I, I think there's a there's a, there's a strong possibility. I'll Let's
1: say you gets traded. Does any other big name guy get traded? No. Maybe,
0: no, maybe
1: I'm the, gonna...
0: the only other guy that I would think of is Adrian Martinez, but I don't think anyone would. Uh, I don't know I, who I, would take I, it. Yeah,
1: I, I don't think that's
0: gonna happen. I don't think it's happened either. It's, but that's that's just another big name guy that's by her that's been on the block.
1: Yeah, and there's always that one. There's always that one trade that comes out of the blue, like you never heard anything about.
0: Yeah, like the Granky trade last year. Yeah, let let me give you one more guy on the Mets who did good today. Was Luis Guillorme, who's hitting 450 now in his few starts, still very productive along with his glove. He, yeah, you know he's playing
1: well. I yeah, mean, you know, I mean you know well you said, well the Mets did well. Today. Well, he did well against a KBO team. Yeah I,
0: yeah, I know. Yeah, I get it. Uh, it. But one guy that stands out to me here, Luis Guillorme, he's doing pretty well. Especially with McNeil, who I don't know what's going on with McNeil. Is he hurt? Is he not hurt? He, he very, very uh, sketchy with McNeil.
1: You don't know the typical Mets sketchwork.
0: They won't. They won't disclose anything. It's like it's like they're as a, a government here. They won't. They won't disclose any <laughs> kind of information for you. Everything's a secret. Say thing they yeah. Lugo, they couldn't tell you that. Lugo, I mean, they didn't want to tell him because the Marlins would know. But
1: no, Ramos did have a hit today, but overall he's still struggling.
0: No, I mean, um, Lugo I said.
1: Yeah, Ramos is still struggling.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I know.
1: Uh, the other guy is you. The, the other guy struggling too. Is Rosario?
0: Yeah, he. That's why he's hitting ninth. He's doing absolutely nothing. And it, it, you didn't see Jimenez today, but Jimenez Jimenez is getting playing time over um, what's his face over Rosario. And you know what? Let me look at it right now because this might be why is Pablo Lopez a lefty pitcher?
1: Pablo L- Lopez, I believe, is a lefty pitcher.
0: That's no, he's a right. Uh, no, he's a right. No, he's a, He's writing. right. So, I, I was going to say, maybe I think they might be platooning him right now, but I can't even say that. So, yeah, that's why Rosario is down in the lineup. But, um, yeah, the Mets, this, but this is some of the best baseball they've been playing all year. Yeah. It, yeah. It's just that,
1: you know, let me see it when they play against the real teams.
0: Right. You want to add anything else on the Mets?
1: No, it's just that the only thing I would say is, since Lugo's starting tomorrow, interesting.
0: I don't like that one bit.
1: No, me either. And just... If you're a Mets fan out there, just you know a programming note, it's a six o'clock start time tomorrow.
0: And the Yankees at one o'clock so two
1: one o'clock. So the Mets a little weird start time, six o'clock. Yes.
0: But um you know what tomorrow night, if the Mets are up one or two runs in the eighth or ninth inning and there's no Seth Lugo there, and Edwin Diaz and Jerry Samuel come out of the bullpen, it, um don't don't say we didn't tell you so. Yeah. Uh, uh I, oh, yeah,
1: I think the Mets are gonna have to score runs early. My
0: opinion. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I agree one hundred percent. Because after Lugo is going to be Mats, and you know how Mats is this year. We talked about him before uh, last week. So uh, tomorrow is. I think tomorrow's going to be a Met loss. It this seems like a disaster waiting to happen.
1: Yeah, and then on Friday it's Porcello to kick off that Subway Steve.
0: Porcello has been good. let uh, let's see how he does. It. And you know he knows the Yankees well. Man, with the Reds with the Red Sox. Yeah, when, when he pitched against the Yankees, he was, what, okay, right? He had some good, had some bad. Yeah, he wasn't great, but he, he was okay. I'm just saying, he's, he's, yeah. got, he's got their number. And
1: then the Yankees haven't announced he's pitching Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, and the Mets haven't announced he's pitching
0: from Friday on. Well, Sunday would probably be Tanaka. Um, yeah. Montgomery, uh, no, Hap. right? Hap would be Saturday. Maybe Montgomery. Maybe. Montgomery on Friday, maybe?
1: I, yeah, but ne- the next next weekend subway series is must watch.
0: Yeah, because you get cold the Grom on Saturday.
1: That game's gonna be like one nothing.
0: That's a, it's a it's a one o'clock game too. You think Yankees oh, yeah, Mets they put yeah, them on on like game. Fox? The
1: game time of the game two hours.
0: Yeah, with these two great pitchers, but um,
1: yeah, but you watch like like we always said. We always have uh, two great pitchers, and they always expect their pitchers till next game. Of the game is uh, eight, seven, third inning.
0: Right, it, it's so unpredictable. It really is unpredictable. But um, let's get over to the Brooklyn Nets, who lost to the Toronto Raptors one hundred four to ninety nine. And even Good before game. the game, it stood out to me that it was a great game. You're right. TLC was in the starting lineup, which I liked. And then during the game, in the first few minutes, the chemistry between LeVert and Allen was on point. Uh, 22 minutes in the first five minutes. And they had 20 in the first quarter in in all of Game 1. So in five minutes of the, of the first game, they put up more points than they did in the whole first quarter in Game 1. So the Nets led for three quarters, except for a couple seconds when the Raptors had a one-point uh point lead. But they led for three quarters of the game, and whenever Toronto got close, Garrett Temple, who went 5-for-11 behind the arch, or Kairos Levert's laser pass to Jared Allen, both these guys were able to when there was a big shot from Toronto, recover and um respond really quickly.
1: They were able to weather a lot of storms, and I have to like that. But normally in these playoff games, in the end normally the team with the better talent normally comes out on the top, and in the end, the Raptors are just a better team.
0: Oh, well, you know how much better the Raptors are. More experienced, the leadership oh, Toronto yeah. has.
1: And I think
0: the Nets went cold. They couldn't hit a shot. Well, yeah, the, the offense was stone cold, and you saw it because they had 19 points in the fourth quarter. And a lot of it has to do with Karis Irving, who although he had 11 assists today, so he was making the passes to Jared Allen down low, he went five for 22 today, and he's not used to doing that down in the bubble.
1: No, and the other thing I would say is, what the hell was that last
0: possession? That had to I be have no. I think Garrett Temple hit that, off his foot. That was disgusting. It was it's so disappointing. Was, and the the point there was get it to Joe Harris, hopefully open, so he could hit the three. And you have Garrett Temple flipping and flopping all over the all over the court, hitting the ball with his shoe, rolling it the other way. It, it was a disaster. Last possession.
1: Well, what I would have had it done was I would have had a screen and a guy cut to the basket and just have a two pointer and foul and
0: still have a shot. Yeah, you could that or. Drive in, go for a two and then get the foul and get the free throw. That was another option. Anything better than uh what, anything better than uh what happened and goal at the one yard line which the Nets trying did. Yeah, but it was any anything else than, than lose a stupid turnover on midcourt. Stupid
1: Yeah and 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 a different question since the Nets have been playing hard. Does this interim head coach get the job?
0: He, I think he's in strong consideration, man. He well, what, not, has to be. He yeah. has to be. Look what he's done with this team of rejects, and and Reject. they've never met before. This is a G League team, and they're in the they're playing in the playoffs right now. And that what, was what, that was only because Washington was twice as bad. But
1: well, and to be, be fair, were kind of they were kind of locked in before.
0: They so. were, but one hundred four points to the defending champs in a playoff game. You know, that's not astonishing defense, but any uh, any other game, if Karis LeVert was on, the Nets would have won this game, but they only scored 99.
1: Yeah, and, and I would say in the end, you know, you down 2 on It's really
0: tough. It is, but you know what? It's more than I can ask for for this team. They've, they had, had absolutely no business being here. You, you, the, this game was super close. The first game wasn't, but I'm expecting two more really close games out of the Nets. Hopefully yeah, they know. recover from this slow offense, though.
1: No, I, I was If I was an F fan, I would say my goal would be just pick up a game
0: now. It's pick up a game, or after today, it's just so defeating that this happened. Just keep the remaining two games close.
1: Cause, cause I feel like the third game could be normally one of those games where the team is really dejected, to to the underdog, and they lose by like forty.
0: Right, and it was a it was a sloppy game too. This is my last point. Forty six fouls in a forty eight minute game that shows how sloppy this game was. Oh yeah. Uh you want to add anything else on the nets? No. One more thing before we wrap this up. Boston without Gordon Hayward. Uh they were down 17, I think it was in the first quarter, and they had no trouble coming uh from behind and beating uh Philly with a without Ben Simmons and uh Joel Embiid who clearly cannot carry a team by himself.
1: I I, I agree. And you know the Boston Took care of uh, Philadelphia. But I mean, how about that Denver Jazz series? That's going to be a really interesting series. Yeah, it is
0: really really good. And the, today was a today was a blowout, so no, no interest there. But the series in general with a four and a five seed, a great series.
1: And I'm, I would expect also the Bucks to uh, uh,
0: bounce back off. Oh, 100%. You want anything anything else? No, it's just that. Well, I got something uh, too, but go ahead. At o'clock, man, tomorrow night. If if I can add one more thing and I wanted to touch on this and I almost forgot. Fernando Tatís stuff with the with the the grand slam on the 30 count. Now, I'm an old school guy Trevor, but I have no problem with this. And what you saw from Chris Woodward after the game where he's going at Fernando Tatís telling him how he's disrespecting the game and all of the unwritten rules, that is a prime example of baseball getting in its own way and stopping a young superstaric uh superstar a young superstar from doing what attracts fans to the game and that's hitting a home run. They can't get out of their own way.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm an old school guy too, but here's what I would say is you guys go by this rule. No matter what the game is or what the score is, you never throw away at that bat.
0: Oh I a hundred I a hundred percent agree with you. And if you know swing that three old pitch I consider that throwing the app out of the way. And I also want to tell you right now. Um, and, and, and second of
1: all, to make this point, yeah, that was a 7-1 game. What about the ballpark? to has to get a high-leverage guy hot in the ballpark.
0: How about this? Maybe don't give up that many runs if it's going to be that. If it's going to hurt you that much, don't give up that many runs.
1: Or manage better.
0: Exactly. Manage better. Don't give up so many runs. Maybe score a couple runs. But it's a 10-point game now in this Mavericks-Clippers game. Clippers were down twenty five a few minutes ago. Now they're down ten.
1: Yeah, and speaking of ten teams, he, he hit another one tonight. Did he? He did. That's his twelfth now.
0: Yeah, this guy, this guy is going to be a beast. I can't believe Chicago White Sox gave this guy up for James Shields. Looking back on that trade, that's just wow.
1: Holy, holy cow!
0: Yeah. And um, what do, it, what do you
1: think about my Lakers tomorrow?
0: Oh, you guys are looking good. You know, uh, it was a really tough lot from a from a neutral fan. Very exciting game. You were probably on the edge of your seat, as was I. But uh, with a person with no horse in the race, it was a very exciting game.
1: You know, I I thought when he went up by six, I thought, yeah, this is it. We're gonna win the game now, you know. But the one positive I would take out of is, you know, we played bad for let's say two for probably two quarters, right? We were no good, mm-hmm. and the play is bad as I say, and the shoot as bad as we did, and they're not play as good. We still had a shot to win the game. Yeah, you guys were in it. You were. And and look, you know, Portland's obviously a very good team. You know, they're not going to shoot. They they were getting tired at the end. And I think, you know, tomorrow I expect a win tomorrow.
0: After game one and going into game two now, do you expect the series to be over in five, six, seven? As a Laker fan, what are you thinking? I think six. And by the way, you guys got to find some way to contain Damian Willard. If that's even possible, you got to stop. Hey, you know what?
1: for a good portion of the second half, he was held to, like, no points. We were doing a pretty good job on him.
0: Yeah, but he is, he is the hottest player in the league right now. No doubt yeah, about I mean,
1: it. It's really tough to contain him. But, you know, I thought overall, I don't know what you said, I thought Wall, the Lakers didn't do a poor job.
0: It wasn't awful, but it's going to take a lot more to stop him.
1: No, and, and again, the wild card always is Kyle Kuzma. Oh, and he got it, I mean... Started to go,
0: Kuzma. Right.
1: All of a sudden, the Lakers, you know, went by uh, four or five points here. All of a sudden.
0: Yeah. But um. Want anything else? No.
1: Just that now it's three one. Unbelievable.
0: Oh, the game's back on. I'm gonna turn that back on in a second. I, just, I this game's getting really close between the Clippers and Mavs. But you got two games on right now. You got Clippers, Mavs, uh, Vancouver, St. Louis. So, uh, buckle up. You got a big night of sports ahead of you. But um. I'm Joe Morales and so get me on Twitter at Joe Morales underscore. That's Charles Markowski. This has been the MDM Podcast.